Welcome to a special time management series here on the Systemize Your Life podcast. For the next five days, we're going to dive deep into your biggest questions on how to get it all done, tackle that never-ending to-do list that you always talk about, and actually have time for yourself. (gasps) Can you believe it? Yes, balancing your work and your kids and your home is kind of a bear. I totally get it. (laughs) I do it too. So if you're looking to find more time and you know your lack of organization and haphazard schedule is the problem, then this series is for you. Five full days. Can you believe it? If you've had enough, like enough is enough of the never-ending laundry, dishes, to-dos, constantly being late and running out the door in a mad dash, never having focused time to work on your business, and just are done with the stress of juggling all the things between home and business, then be sure to head over to chelseajoe.co backslash academy to snag the number one home management system where I take work from home moms from overwhelmed to organized in just four weeks. Imagine in less than a month's time from right now, you could wake up every single day feeling focused, knowing exactly what tasks to prioritize every day and every week. And the whole family understood this system and they helped you keep a tidy, well-run house. The Systemize Your Life Academy is the home management system you need to make it happen. You can check out all the details over at chelseajoe.co backslash academy. Now, what do you say? Let's dive into this week's time management series. Systemize your life with Chelsea Joe. That's me. And this is a podcast for modern women who are eager to live with more meaning and less overwhelm. We're about to tap into some fiercely meaningful relationships, bang in organization and time management strategies, and a rock solid plan for our personal well being with functional systems to those problems we all go through. Girl, If you feel like you're watching life go by from a window on the Hot Mess Express, then it's time to roll up your sleeves, dig in, and get your life out of the chaos and into confidence. Well, it's day three of our time management series, and as promised, we are going to be talking all about routines today. I know that it sounds like a lot to be able to get an entire hour to yourself every single day, but let me tell you, it is completely possible. Am I saying that this happens 100% of the time? No, absolutely not. There are things that happen that are outside of our control. And sometimes that happens a lot. Motherhood is volatile. (laughs) Can I use that word? I mean, it has its ups and downs. And there's a lot of parts, a lot of moving parts that we can't always control. But what we are going to talk about today are the things that we can control. There are so many parts of your day that you are not managing. And because of that, you're losing valuable time first off. And secondly, you're depleting yourself quicker than you're restoring yourself. And we want to flip flop that we want to get you to the place to where you're restoring yourself more than you're depleting yourself, just like a car has to run on gas. If you have to go a certain amount of miles, you need to be able to have enough gas in there to get you there. That's what we're going to talk about. 
This time to yourself doesn't even have to be in a full 60 minutes together, although that is what I'm going to hope for for you so that you can have 60 minutes alone every day of the week, if not Monday through Friday, or even shoot, let's just shoot for Tuesday, Thursday right now, or Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or Tuesday, Friday, or whatever works best for you. Whether you want an hour alone in the middle of the day or to start your day or to end your day, it all shakes out the exact same way. You have fragments of time right now literally laying all over the place like your kids laundry or their random toys or their gym clothes or whatever it might be scattered all over the room that if you could just pick all those things up and put them together those fragments of time you could consolidate it into one solid chunk of time and spend it on you. I want you to imagine this with me for just a minute like really truly just kind of close your eyes. Hopefully you're not driving, (laughs) but just be with me for a minute and start envisioning and picture yourself navigating through your day from the very beginning of the day with only two modes. You've got two hats from now on. You've got family mode and you have alone mode. Every day you wake up in alone mode, the mode where it's just you You're not thinking about your house. You're not thinking about your to-dos. You're not thinking about your kids. You're not serving anyone. Maybe you let the dog out. I'm not sure. But you're just in alone mode. And you spend that time focused on a few simple tasks to prepare yourself for the most vibrant and patient day. A whole morning of taking care of kids and house chores. And you spend that whole morning preparing for what's to come, not doing what's to come, but mentally and physically, emotionally, spiritually, you're spending a little bit of time for yourself preparing. And as that time comes to pass, you rinse out your cup of coffee that you didn't have to reheat two, three, four, five times, and you dry it out and you put it on a shelf for tomorrow. You close up your alone time and you greet your family for that day of vibrancy and patience, like we talked about, ready to tackle strategic tasks for your house and ready to pour into your kids without distraction. They help you pack lunches. They know how to do their own morning routine. And those little itty bitty ones, they do their morning routine with excitement and enthusiasm hand over hand with you or from older siblings. And guess what? Now it's time for everyone to easily and swiftly get into the car and drive away with minutes to spare. Actual literal minutes, like six, seven, eight, ten, twelve minutes out of the door early, not late, and the rest of your day follows suit. Just imagine if the rest of your day truly followed the same simple pattern, alone mode while you work and family mode until the kids go to bed and back to alone mode before you turn in for the night. Back and forth between just you to fully focused on your house chores and on your kids and you pour into them so deeply that then you get the opportunity to turn back around and pour into your work. Then you pour back into them and then you pour back into you. But wait a minute, Chelsea. (laughs) 
You don't seem to understand what you're asking me to do here. See, my kids are young and I am always surrounded by humans. Lots of humans are really super needy dogs. Like my dogs, I have lots of them. Or I have one new one and he's worse than a toddler. There is no way I can get time alone to myself, especially not how you just described it. Like that's absolutely not going to happen. Well, how about you just try these next four tips that I have for you today here on the podcast and then come tell me that you weren't able to get 60 minutes alone to yourself. I dare you. Feel like you might be ready to hear what these four tips are? Grab a pen and paper. I actually have a bonus tip stored away at the very end (laughs) because I couldn't ditch one and I didn't want to make it five tips to be frank because this is like such an extra bonus that I was like, I got to put this in here. So let's start with tip number one. It really, truly, it doesn't matter if you want your time in the morning, in the evening, in the middle of the day. Like I said, you take these tips and you're automatically going to create time and space for you and be strategic about when you're going to take it and when it's most needed for you and when it is most applicable to this specifics of your house right now? When does it make the most sense for you to take some alone time? Don't force this to happen in a time that's going to cause more undue stress or burden on you or your children or your spouse. Like you got to think through these things. I'm not telling you to just be like, all right, closing the door, fend for yourself, left some fruit snacks. Fruit snacks on the couch, friends. There's the remote. I'm not telling you to do that like at all. I'm saying use these tips that I'm giving you to help create the margin and the time in your life that you need. I know where you're wasting a bunch of time and these tips are going to help you get super effective and super efficient within your routines. The things that you're routinely doing right now are not helping you. They are not helping you at all routinely, you could be doing these four things and you would immediately create at least, at least 60 minutes a day. And if your life is like super crazy and you have no boundaries and you're really in a hard spot, you will for certain get 30 minutes a day out of this. But I can tell you, you'll get 60 minutes if you, if you seriously do every single one of these. Okay, here we go. Tip number one, start your dinner routine 30 to 60 minutes before your current time. My ideal is start dinner at 430. Yes, I know you have 12 kids in 12 different sports in 12 different cities. Sorry, how badly do you want some peace in your life? Can you rotate your kids through different sports seasons? I don't know, something to think about. We all have to make hard choices. (laughs) Can you prep your dinner? Can you pack it so they can have it on the road? If you're not willing to get rid of your busy lifestyle, can you get more prepared? Instead of driving through dinner on the way home, can you prep it and pack it? Like, think about that. But truly, if you're home and when you're home, you should be starting dinner at about 4.30. But you could just peel back 30 to 60 minutes earlier from the current time that you're doing it right now. By doing that, it is going to create margin later in your evening and give you that time back that you need. For some odd reason, the earlier you start dinner, the more time you get on the back end and the less it takes you to get through it. The later you start dinner, it's like some weird time warpish thing happens 
where it's like all of a sudden it's 930 and there's still dishes everywhere and you're just getting kids down the hallway. Like it's ridiculous. So just trust me on this one. (laughs) You're going to be like, oh, this is magic. Okay, number two. Ooh, you're not going to like this one, but I'm going to make you do it anyway. I want you to plug your phone in on the other side of the room, outside of the room or in the master bedroom um, and delete your apps at the end of the day. And here's why. You actually don't need your phone when your PM block starts all the way through until the next day when your work block starts. You really don't need social media on your phone, period, for any of the time that you spend alone or any of the time that you spend in a family block. If you have a work block or maybe it's a personal time block, sure, you can put your apps back on. They download and literally they download in less than five minutes. It's a big enough inconvenience to not do it when you are trying to have um, that quick dopamine release that your mind is addicted to with social. So that is why it is unbelievably important for you to delete apps because it does prevent you from using it during times when you aren't supposed to be using it and don't want to be using it. And if you don't believe me, just go check your screen time usage. It will tell you every time you pick up your phone what apps you tap first and how often you tap them. And for me, those apps need to be gone because it's just out of habit. And that is going to, you'll see how much time you'll save if they're deleted. You're going to save hours of a day, hours a day. You're not even going to understand how you've spent that much time with your screen illuminated and on, let alone, like it'll show you your screen time, but I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about look at the actual amount of time you spend in each app. It will break everything down for you. It's horrifying, quite frankly. And you can set app limits, which I do recommend, but I definitely think that you need to have these deleted before you start dinner and you need to not plug your phone in on your nightstand because you will start searching Pinterest more than you've ever searched Pinterest in your life when you delete other apps because your brain is looking for something to do. (laughs) So even if your apps are deleted, you're like, Chelsea, I can have my phone on my nightstand because I deleted all my apps. It's not going to be a problem. Oh, friend, let me tell you a story about that. It will be a problem still. (laughs) Our brains are just so totally controlled by our phones. And as much as we make light of it, it's really quite sad. And so this is an incredible way for you to get time back. Do those two things there. Okay, tip number three, pack all of your next day out the door bags. Now, whether that's lunch boxes, if it's go bags for us, there's a swim bag. Well, there's two swim bags now. There's gym bag for me. There's gym bag for Blaine. There's the snack bag. Depending on what we have going on the next day, we have multiple bags. I'm a packer. I love to bring things in the car because I want my children to leave me alone. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know I interact with my kids a lot and I love them, but I just, I, I want them to be happy. I do. And when they're not happy, they're either fighting with each other or, you know, whatever. And sometimes, not sometimes, 99% of the time when you're prepared, it really does help everyone have a better experience. So regardless if you're a heavy packer like me or if you are not, if your kids need something when they're scooting out the door, 
Get those things packed, not the morning of and not the evening after they go to bed because that's your time. You need to have all this stuff done before you start dinner at 4.30. (laughs) Seriously, before you start dinner at 6? I don't know. If you're cooking dinner at 7 o'clock right now, peel it back to 6. You know, start with that slowly. Anyway, let's stay on track here. We're talking about packing all of your things that you have to take for the next day before you start dinner the night before. So that should be the first way and the first part of your routine after you get done with work is you should immediately, maybe it's even while your dinner is cooking, you've cleaned up some of your dishes, you pop open your Google calendar, you look at all the things you have to do the next day because you've already pre-established that over the weekend. (laughs) Insert just a little random tip there. You can listen to that on any podcast you want. And go run, grab the bag, go make sure that the go bag is packed. Make sure you could even whip together a couple lunches, right? You could call the kids in from whatever it random thing is that they're doing at the time and say, Hey, come here. I need you to come help me pack a snack because tomorrow we are going to Susie Q's house and it's a long drive and I want you to have a snack in the car. If you don't want a snack in the car tomorrow, that's fine. You don't have to come pack it, but I really think you're going to want one. So can you come help me for five minutes and then you can go back to stacking Legos? Cool. Thanks. Right? Ask for help. Involve your children. I'm not telling you to do all these things on your own. I'm just saying this would be the time to make sure that that is completed. All right. Here is tip number four. Determine lights out times for each kid, starting with the youngest as the earliest time and moving to the oldest as the latest time. Or you can work backwards. One of the best ways to do this is to work backwards from your bedtime, but actually you have to determine that seven to nine hours from when you want to wake up the next morning. Peel that back and then you want to give yourself a small nighttime routine, right? So this is where if you want to do all 60 minutes of alone time that evening, you'd want to make sure that your oldest lights out time is 60 minutes before you're going to go to bed. But if you just want 30 minutes, I wouldn't suggest any less than that. You could go 15. Um, That is an option, but ideally you want to shoot for 30 to 60 minutes, lights out for kids, and then lights out for you somewhere in that window there in the evening. And it's not to do dishes. It's not to tidy up. It's not to do any of those things. All that stuff is done throughout the day because you've systemized it and you've routinely built it into your life. So that is when you would, that's how you would figure out the oldest one's bedtime. So like Frankie, her bedtime lights out is 830. We try and put that at eight o'clock during school and then 830 during the summer And that's also because I don't have to get up as early in the summer and I can go to bed a little bit later and then it gives us that fun summer feel. Um, And then that means that Bailey May needs to be in bed. Hers is still lights out or seven o'clock at the latest. 6.30 is actually still really ideal for her. That's an example of how you can kind of peel those back and what you want to do Once you've figured out what those times are, you want to make sure that you're in their bedroom 30 minutes before lights out. 
So the real key here is to determine what that lights out time is and get into their room 30 minutes before. So I shoot to be in Bailey's bedroom between 6 and 6.30. That's my window because her window for lights out is between 6.30 and 7. That gives us time to do the bedtime routines, to really pour into our kids. Again, this is why you shouldn't have your cell phone with you. It's just going to distract you and you're not going to be able to establish and actually work through those routines the way that you want to. And that every single minute that you waste on random things like that, and you're not actually focused on your routines, you're just eating away minute by minute by minute by minute from your 60, 30 to 60 minutes of alone time. Do you see how that works? Like every little teeny tiny time you pick up your phone, you're spending at minimum five to 15 minutes. If you just got rid of that alone and did nothing else that I said today, you would be able to pick up so much more time in your day. If you do all of these things, you're going to get at minimum 60 minutes back in your day. Here's the bonus tip. Because I know a lot of you were like, this is absolutely ridiculous. There's so much to do after the kids go to bed. How is she even doing this? Use this tip. Biggest part for making sure that my kitchen is done before my kids are in bed is to assign everyone to an after dinner cleanup job and have the kitchen completed before anyone leaves the kitchen. When my girls were really, really little and they, I mean, they've been helping since they could walk, honestly, like can't even maybe get their fingertips on the table and I would still get them down, hand them their plate, have them walk their plate to the sink and I would meet them over there and I would take the plate from them and I would put it in the sink or I'd pick them up and they would put it in the sink. I've been doing this with them since they were tiny knowing I'm gonna train you to do this on your own real soon like as soon as we can possibly get you to do it. That's how you train your kids. That's how you teach them. That's how you guide them. It's to be good housemates and someday good roommates and someday good family members to their own family, right? You cannot start this too young, I promise you. But even when they were that little and they couldn't help any more than that, they would go get started on on bath and Blaine and I would switch shifts here. Somebody would go do bath. The other person would stay and clean up the kitchen. If you have older kids, like mine are five and 10, they are full on helping. Bailey can clear the entire kitchen table now and knows where everything goes. She has to have a little bit of help putting things up high. Frankie's perfectly capable of doing dishes. Somebody's putting food away. Somebody's wiping counters. And the whole thing is done in less than 10 minutes and we all move on. And I and Blaine are not stuck doing it after the kids go to bed. Okay, that is a major game changer for what your kitchen looks like. And when your kitchen looks good before you go to bed, you wake up walking into a kitchen that you can prepare that cup of coffee, breathe deep and not get distracted and actually have a morning routine for yourself. So that's all I have for you today. But tomorrow, oh my goodness, we're actually going to talk about how to make the switch from your old scheduled based time management and truly let it go truly transition to time blocking, how to actually make this work for you. I can't wait to meet you back here tomorrow. It's been so fun being here with you every single day. All right. I'll be right back in your earbuds really soon for another episode here on the time management series on the Systemize Your Life podcast. 
Hey, before you go, if today's episode was meaningful to you, I know it will be for others. So please head over to iTunes, subscribe, then leave a review so more women can join our community too. And did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the women in your life? That's right. All you have to do is share what you learned today. Take a screenshot of this very podcast, tag me, and post it in your stories. What do you say we make a mighty breadcrumb trail for all the other women around us so we can make a change to the culture of how we care for each other and ourselves? I'll look forward to connecting with you over on Instagram. Until next time on Systemize Your Life with Chelsea Joe.